0: listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with Mark Madison. In this episode, Mark talks to wrestler and combat zone wrestling owner, DJ Hyde. Go to www.prowrestlingpost.com for interviews, blogs, reviews, and upcoming events in your area. You can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor, or whatever podcast app you prefer. And now, here is Mark and DJ.
1: This is Hilaria God, the of combat, of wrestling, and you are listening to the Pro Wrestling Post Podcast.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pro Wrestling Post Podcast this week. Uh, I am your host, Mark Madison, and I am joined by Mr. DJ Hyde uh, of CZW Wrestling. Again, thank you, DJ. We really appreciate your time. No
1: problem. Thank you for having
2: me. On. Uh, now, before wrestling, uh, football appeared to be a, a bit of a passion growing up. What would you say it was about passion that drew? Uh, about, sorry, about football that drew you to it. And uh, could you draw any parallels between football and professional wrestling for yourself?
1: Been reading my Wikipedia page, which is definitely not correct, but that's okay.
2: Oh, uh-huh. okay. So, um, yeah. please.
1: But that football is correct. Football is correct. Yeah. So, for me, um, I was definitely a sports related guy when I was growing up. Uh, I pretty much played every single sport that I could. Um, I think if anybody who knows me or seen me, I'm a pretty large human being. And, um, kind of came after. I was gifted at it. It worked really well for me, and I excelled at it quickly and pretty much better than most people within my area. Um, as I was younger through uh, school, it uh, provided me many opportunities, and you know, I, I've I've won state championships. I've I've gotten tons of accolades and things along those lines as a football player, and it just kind of paralleled me unfortunately it came to a, an end uh earlier in my life because of uh, injury and uh you know it was time to move on i think uh comparisons with wrestling it, obviously there's a lot of great comparisons i mean any professional or sporting activity uh had a ton of comparisons the work ethic and things along the lines it just it, it made wrestling more natural for me um uh, the, the weird part about it is that at this point in my career I wish I would have found wrestling earlier in my childhood than I as, as actually physically doing it other than being a, a mega fan of it and uh, moving on from there
2: why, why do you feel that uh, earlier would have necessarily been better
1: oh, um I, I didn't start training for wrestling until I was about 19 mm-hmm. and and really getting into it, and and I felt like when I was younger, there there's student like I have students now in my school that are 15. I kind of feel like I would have had a better path, I would have had a better position in my life as a person. I, I think, I definitely younger is, is better because you develop bad habits, and, and as you become an adult, you you make decisions based on the fact that you're an adult, and. That that becomes a little more of a challenge. And then when I was growing up, compared to how it is now, man, I'm really sounding old on this podcast. <laughs> but, um, I've been wrestling for almost two decades now, and then it's, it's one of those things that if you know you're watching guys that were like they started when they were team, you're watching guys like Tyler Dave out there who, you know, were doing like I was done my seminars like years ago, and I'm like I remember him he was just a little kid, and you know, and, and I you know I get to see them and say hello here and then. And, and watching how young these guys are. You know, guys like Pete Dunn, who's 24 years old, but he's been wrestling for like eight years. You know, it, it, it's, it's insane to me to see how talented they are so fast. And I think if I would have started earlier, I just think that if I would have had a, a little bit more of an edge, a little bit more of a, I would have came in for a better generation and, and and done things a little bit differently. I just kind of wish that I would have found that. But at, at that age, I mean, when I was 16, Didn't feel like you know there wasn't
2: wrestling tools and the ability to uh, to do the things that you have, you know in the present day. Fair enough. Um, Now, but what was it about wrestling that drew you to it as opposed to like pursuing another sport? Um, And you know, as a, and what would you said that you walked away from that early drawing, say from your training also under John Dahmer, and um, how did that? Whole, I guess kitten kaboodle all together kind of work itself out.
1: Well, I mean, again, you read my Wikipedia, there's some interesting things in that are not. So, um, I originally started wrestling under a, a, a gentleman called Cheetah Mister and Delaware at ECWA. Uh, and I kind of got started getting trained in the old school style. When I got the, the Dahmer and the Combat Zone Wrestling Academy, It was more along the lines of hey this is actual formal training you know and not like well the job you're a big guy do what we tell you type things Mm -hmm. and you know where i developed a lot of like what i became into through that um so i I think it's just the comparisons are are, trying to find the right words to explain it are just Unparallel of how we grow in this business and how this industry is a lot different than anything else. But the athletics and, and the physicalness of it is something that really drew me in. I mean, I, I've been a, a crazy wrestling mega fan since I was probably about five years old. Um, I tell stories of how my father took me to what was then the Philadelphia Spectrum, which is no longer around. And I saw Hulk Hogan and Brenton Huber Valentine and those guys, and I was. You know, I was a guy who was watching every single television show that wrestling was on, whether it was, you know, Monday Night Raw, or Superstars, or whatever you wanted to call it back in the day, all the way to, you know, the NWA stuff. Um, you know, my grandfather, when he was a younger man, and my family, my father's family is from Tennessee, he used to set up the wrestling right? things like that. So there was kind of a background in it in, in my family. And mm-hmm. it was just something that immediately drew my attention. And that I, I like, I was a guy who would, I would, I, when I was like 13, I would sleep out if I had to for tickets to a show. I'd be the first guy in line to get a seat you know, when you really don't need to, even if it was an independent ship. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing of how my relationship
2: with professional wrestling developed from an early age to where you know. and, and I do. I and would, um, would, would you find, I guess, that that passion is being reflected in a lot of talent today that you're working with? just as hungry just as does that desire is just there they're just younger and, and getting equipped earlier
1: i think now that there's, I think that there's a better opportunity out there guys can progress a lot faster now than now than ever um if you're looking at the, the mindset of the, the, you know Society has changed and society has dictated a lot of stuff on how we do things. And, you know, the accessibility to things now is so much easier than it's ever been. You know, I came up in, in a generation where to find a tape on a show sometimes was next near to impossible. You know, I was in a, the tape trading thingies and, like, you know, if you got there, that. That one tape from Japan, or that that one show from somewhere in you know, the midwest that happened that somebody filmed, you know, it, it, it was like, it was like the price was gym And then you know you have streaming and you have all kinds of things you guys can play and, and and get a lot of those. professional wrestling schools all over the place. There's so much the ability to it you didn't have when I was coming up, you know, and the mindset was different back then. That that, that, that I think is one of the biggest biggest things that are different between I mean, now and then. Um, like, an example, a lot of my... When I started coming up in the wrestling business at a very early age, you know, definitely before I got to CZW and where I was, I didn't have a guy like me. I didn't have somebody who stays on me and, like, won't let me make mistakes or do dumb stuff. And it was, it was kind of like, hey, we're going to throw you to the wolves. And it wasn't very organized or anything like that. It, it wasn't like you know, today where you have a pro wrestling school, you have people there who are guiding you and not just guiding you. Like I, I tell my students, I'm not here to train you. I'm here to mentor you. I'm here to make sure that you you know what to do and what not to do, because I went out and I made the mistakes. And I went out and, and, and did things that at the time I just thought was, oh, this is okay. Well, I can say this because I'm outspoken or whatever it is. And with a full pause of professional wrestling, it's not what you should be doing. Um,
0: you know, I didn't have
1: that, that mentor there to, to kind of guide me and show me the way. So, where now today, there's a lot of those things. There. There's a lot of people that, you know, that want to do it and can guide you and steer you in a direction.
2: Oh, why, why do you feel that that's, like, why is that in the pro wrestling schools? And in talking to, I was fortunate enough to, to talk to a, a former CZW alumni recently in Pepper Parks. And he said there's a lot of good wrestling schools and there's a lot of bad ones. But why do you feel that, that now, more so than ever, it's become more prevalent uh, for people to guide, mentor, and lead the way as opposed to like yourself feeling like you're kind of thrown to the wolves? I think Pepper, or, well, if you want to call him Pepper, however, whatever name you want to go.
1: Because <laughs> obviously he's had a few. Pepper's really smart. There's a lot of bad wrestling schools out there. There's a ton. Um, I mean, I'm in an area where there's probably about 15 within an hour. hour. And out of that 15, I'd probably recommend you to go to two or three of them at best. And that really just depends on what is best for you. You need somebody to mentor you. You need somebody who's not just going to coach you. Learning how to take a back off, learning how to do a wrist lock, and and the simpleness of, like, how to do a shoulder tackle. Anybody can teach you a physical aspect. It's like learning how to write. Anybody can show you how to make a, a letter. Like, they can teach you, here, you go. You move the in this direction, then you move it in that direction. You know, you do this. Here, let me show you. And you're like, oh, like this. Yes, like this. The, the thing about professional wrestling is it is a business, and it is also an art. And teaching you how to navigate through that business and teaching you how to not just write a word, how to write a poem, or how to write a you know a book, how to tell that story is not something that you could just go out there and perform and execute. Move. I, I talk about a lot of wrestling with my students about a lot of things are execution, you know, because when you're taught things as a professional wrestler, you're, I can teach anybody how to do a suplex. It's not complicated. It really isn't. It's a physical action, just like any other physical action. Okay, but how to get that looked, and how to get you to do those intangibles, how to how to navigate through the business, how to actually talk to a promoter, you know, or, or go out there and do things. Like, you could go right now, and like people talk about their social media and how they do things. WWE has a WWE recruitment where that's kind of where they recruit talent and, and get people to do extra work and things along those lines. They literally spot on give you like a guideline, and the amount of people that don't follow it below my mind. So it's. have to have somebody there to to point that I I had a wrestler like tell me well how come you never told me about this well because you're not you know you're not here for me to mentor if you were around or you listened or paid attention you would see those things and it it just kind of blows my mind on on how that a lot of people are just out there on their own or think they know I was one of those guys for many many years I thought I knew and I thought I was good and I thought that I could do because I was you know a certain way and then when I made the mistakes I didn't realize it until later until I actually had a mentor and somebody who smarted me up even now as a promoter I have many mentors you know um, you know I, I've been under the privilege of, of a lot of people who say well this is what you need to do and this is why and even now I still make mistakes but at least then I can go back to that mentor and say hey I did this what do you think you know or I can get their opinion on how would you handle something like this, where a lot of these guys and girls that are out there now, they don't don't have that. And I think that's the difference between people like Pepper Park and myself. Pepper has a school too. He takes his students very seriously. He wants to see them succeed because his name and his reputation are on them. Same with me. You know, there's a reason why, like, Adam Cole, I mean, he's Adam Cole. He put in the work, you know? He listened. He, he had me as a mentor. He basically lived at my house, but he never left. So, and then as it was time to let him go on his own, even now, he, I think everybody sees what he's going to become at some point. He's, he's definitely going to be something really special in professional wrestling. I think everybody knows it. But, I mean, even now, he'll still say, hey, what did you think of this? You know. And now he has other mentors that he listens to, like Shawn Michaels or Triple H, you know, that we can bounce things off of and, and make decisions and learn from. Them. And and that's really hard to find out there nowadays because a lot of places at Woolflink schools, they'll go out there and they'll say, Okay, it's it's three hundred dollars a month or whatever whatever the place is and, and they just take your money and they show you how to perform moves and you move on. It's not something that you're gonna be successful in this industry and hey, I want to accomplish this well, how to obtain it and you have advice and you have people that will and talk to you and, and not really just sit there
2: and go okay do this now yeah. you know it, there's a lot of those um not necessarily from a personal aspect but more of a business aspect um do you think that uh, companies like the wwe per se the mentoring that's taking place is because of the investment that they're putting in the in the talent and the product that they want them to develop correct okay
1: there are things that they have done that will try to help guide their inexperienced or younger talent or talents that they're trying to get to learn their system or whatever. You know, I'll, I'll utilize a thing um, when they did uh, the match challenge So we'll take somebody like Mandy Rhodes, for example, who they see a lot of potential and she's not doing so they put her with an experience to mentor her and help her and promote her. And, you know, Dustin Rhodes is, been in the forever. I mean, he grew up in it. They it. So, you know, taking that person and allowing and putting them together and her to listen to him and him to guide her and and kind of steer her on a path has already sort of paying off dividends for them. And, and they look at her and go, you know, okay, in two years, she could be the next Charlotte or whatever they see, you know, what, whatever they're looking at and how they want to brand and market her. And, and she now is learning from veterans like that. And, and, and it's very apparent you can see it on many different scales. Um, and her improvement will come much faster that way. And, and that's due to people like a Dustin Rhodes or a Greg Buster. I would be better known as Apple mentoring her and teaching her and being around her and making sure she doesn't make mistakes and do things that are wrong and, and, and trying to make her a better professional wrestler.
2: Um, un, unrelated uh, necessarily, but uh, we, when we touched base uh, about a week ago, uh, one of the things are probably early on within the week, uh, but by the chance we talked about the, the history of CZW a little bit, and you know, you'd said, you know, it's a promotion that's been around for 20 years. Uh, outside of the United States, what would you say in the event that CZW was to look at more um international markets is there any place you'd aspire for the company to go
1: um i mean we, we've done a lot of international shows i mean uh i mean we're, we're doing canada in a little more than a month and a half mm-hmm. again um we just had a big tour in the uk uh where, where we, we send guys to work with our partners over there um, you know, I mean, there there's a lot of places where I would like to run a regular events, regular employees. And I think that's that's where I mean, there's places that I really want to just go back to. And obviously, you know, Japan is a place where I think we we would be widely successful. I think I think we've kind of already proven that. Um, I want to go back to Germany. I want to do more in the UK. I want to do more in Canada. Um, we have a very large following that we also. It, it, it's got to be the are us what relationships, uh, to make it work, and, and, and that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. You know? and, and obviously there's a financial aspects of it. That, uh, we're not a multi-billion dollar company. We 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 are, you know, trying to make it on the world and who we are and what we can do. And I think that we have a pretty good uh, beat on it. It's just a matter of how we're going to get there.
2: Uh, as a second-generation Italian, I do have to ask: How was the tour of Italy many years ago?
1: Uh, very
2: unique. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I was curious as to how that crowd would have responded.
1: I mean, the crowds, no matter where we go, they respond. That that has never been a worry. I think of a it's more along the lines of how do you make this successful as a business. You know an example of this demo, in july we we're we we're doing a co-branded show with we a company that Matt Jadis run smash is pretty predominant up there when czw comes to town and the show is the show we could say our little czw versus smash the attraction is czw you know smash runs these towns pretty regularly but we're we're a draw how do we make that special how do we expand the czw market and how do we is it also there's match in the long run? What does it get them more exposure? Does it get them, you know, see more? Does it, does it get like maybe maybe some of their talent now to you know, start working within the back zone realm and get them a little more, you know, out there? It, it's it's just a challenge that, that we're looking to meet. So I think there's a lot of places that we want to go, but the main focus right now is, is getting all of our ducks in a row. back at home, and you know, kind of widening. Those doors with the partners we currently have, and,
2: and how to pull, it, pull off much bigger things down the line. Um, uh, as many will know, that you know you you took over uh, ownership for CCW. Um, what would you say about ten, 10 years ago, roughly? Almost, almost, yeah. Um, almost. What drew you to want to purchase the company, and actually, uh, could you have seen it grow in popularity as you like? You've said coming here, coming north of the border. Or your tours of Europe—it is a draw. But could you have foreseen then that the popularity, being what it is, um, I don't think
1: I foresaw where CZW currently. I think my view at that time, as a professional wrestler, um, you know, I was entering into my thirties. I had been wrestling for uh, over a decade at that point. I had worked for world wrestling entertainment and that was kind of like ultimate goal and i kind of messed that up to be honest with you i made a lot of mistakes very quickly there um and my i had a lot of ideas and vision and i kind of loved professional wrestling more than anything else in my life and we went how am i going to continue to do this I'm I had a lot of ideas, and I had a lot of different thoughts on wrestling, and, and I kind of knew that I was going to do something on my own at some point. I don't think I, I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to do CZW. I was thinking more of a, a different line of thinking, and then I was already so involved behind the scenes of doing things. I just wanted to do it. I Just constantly wanted. I wanted to be a part of finding talent and developing them. I, I had already taken over being the trainer at the school at that point. I had, uh, you know, I was usually the first person then the last one to leave. You know, it, it, I, I did the work and I wanted it. And then the opportunity came up for me to purchase it. And, and I kind of think that it was well, it was the earliest out, everything's here. It, it's that company, this is my home, this, these are my friends, these are my family, blah, 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 and that's how I went into it. Shortly afterwards, I discovered that I made some mistakes, but it was, it was the decision going, no, this is where I really, truly wanted to be at the time, and I thought that I could take it to a new height, a new place, and, and do something like still keep it what it is, but grow it bigger. And, better. and some of that has, has actually happened and some of it is, you know, retracted. So it's, there are things that we have done that are positive and there are things that I think we've done that are negative And it was just decisions we made at the time for whatever of the reasons. So um, now, I, as I have experience and I have, you know, a, a really great team behind me, it, it's, I think that the future will be very bright. It's just, uh, it's how we're going to get there.
2: Uh, now you did mention you've got a great team behind you, but you're also crediting those that y- you mentored and put in the work and those that you stood behind, um, Adam Cole, Shane Strickland, Kimberly, Drew Gulak, like the names go on and on. Um, did they all have a similar work ethic? Is that what made them stand out or what nuances about each person um, in your training of them? Uh, maybe it was different.
1: Some of those guys, again, it's also not just about what I do. I think part of it is my mentality. Mm -hmm. But part of them, um, like, I really need to credit those guys. Because we have, there's many people that come to our school. And, you know, I'll I'll use Adam Cole. Adam Cole did not just have talent. Like, you saw something in him. Okay, it definitely was there. But for him to be the guy that he is, he wanted it more than anybody else. He put in the work. He did the stuff that, that nobody else did. Shane Strickland is another example of that. Shane was was a guy who, you know, you saw talent in him. You know, you saw that that is there, and then he went out and got the knowledge and put in the work. You know, most most recently, guys that have come into our school that are or started becoming popular are guys like Leo Rush and, and like the Velveteen Dream. Like those guys were trained at MCW, but coming up to the CCW school twice a week, doing our dojo wars program. Now, just trying to, like, like I would have calls with Leo, you know, at least once a week where we would just talk about wrestling and, and hey, can I ask you a question? What are your thoughts on this? You know, and, and, and they would just sit there and they would just listen. And, and I think that they've, they've kind of they utilized that to platform themselves and, and help them in, in a very short period of time because if you look at how young those two guys are and how successful they really are, Yes, they're gonna make mistakes, but they wanted it, you know. And and there's a lot of people that come through our school where, you know, I'll tell them or guys that come in from other places that, you know, I'll work with. They have to they have to go out and do the work on their own. I can only give you the advice. I can only tell like it's like I tell people like, you know, I can send you to the gym. I can tell you what to do. I can tell you how to lift. I can show you the way. I can't make you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't make people, like, if you want to be a professional wrestler and you want to physically look a certain way, hey, man, you can't come in and eat McDonald's every day. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you've, you've got to have self-discipline. And, and these guys went out and did it, and they wanted it more than anybody else. And, you know, they went out and did the extra work on their own. They watched the tapes. They got around guys. Like, I, I tell people at our shows, like, our young guys, like, hey, you want to be Sammy Callahan, hey, you want to be changed, you want to be classified as those guys, you know, like right now, Rich Schwann has returned to wrestling, um, usually Rich Schwann hangs around and comes to our school a couple of days after the shows because he's another homegrown guy, Rich is not very intelligent, very smart, hang around him, just pick his brain, ask him, hey man, what did you think, what would you do in this situation, and, and actually enlist it and kind of take from it, and then apply it to what, you are, and and the guys that do that are the guys that succeed, and, and you can see that from certain guys and certain people who, like, they really want to do this, and then you see people who just really, they're just happy to be here, you know, they're just, eh, this, this, I'm cool, and not that they're anything different, but they're, they're guys that, like, we really want to take to a different level, so, um, and, and, and that's just
2: where it is you mentioned rich swan um we talked a little bit about the guys that have shown you their passion and have put in their effort but who would you say i think you referred to them as the rascals um who'd be the next crew of guys for fans to look out for um whether they're gonna whether they'll gain just traction through the independence or whether it be uh, on a grander scale who are your picks
1: wise, definitely guys like Desmond like Xavier and Zachary Went are definitely the next big, like, I think you're already seeing them if you're an independent wrestling fan, they're
0: everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. The BWC Tag Champions, they've been all around the world already, and those are guys that they've got it, and their, you know, their understudies are Kravagal and Myra Reed, and those guys are laying on their heels. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of talent in CZW right now that I think are young and hungry. You know, guys like Brandon Kirk, uh, you know, have come out of nowhere. I, you know, he reminds me a lot of Dean Ambrose. Uh, you know, I just got to find ways to motivate them and keep them them going. And, you know, now you see guys like, like Max Caster and the Shook crew. Uh, they're pretty new to CZW. They, they haven't even wrestled a match, but they've been out there a couple times. You know, uh, Max Caster, I see a huge upside to these guys. It, it's, I mean... There's other guys that will be coming down the pike that we kind of already have plans for. You know, you, you see some of these, these talents that are currently out there. And Ace Austin, um, who, who is a guy who I, I think in a two years or maybe a year, everybody's going to be like, that kid's really good. Um, these are the guys that I think are the future. And specifically with CZW right now, we're, we're kind of moving to the, the next generation of guys and, and going that way. Asked me this a couple years ago, I would have probably said guys like David Starr and JT Dunn and, and Shane Strickland and Joe Gacy, and now those are the guys at the forefront. And and those are the guys that are going to be main eventing our events. You know, guys like Maxwell Jacob Friedman or MJF or whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, he's a CCW World Champion. He, he's a, what, 22, 23 year old kid, and then he's everywhere, you know, and, and he started in our Dojo program. And, you know, it, it was, hey, he this guy and now he's he's everywhere he's doing you know television for mlw he's traveling the world he just you know had a successful tour of the uk it's it's he's only going to get bigger and better and then you're going to see a lot of these guys coming up in the next couple years and and really being something
2: on sunday june 9th czw presents the 17th annual tournament of death uh who do you think fans should keep an eye out on in this tournament who may surprise them with their performance in the event and where can fans purchase tickets to attend the event or will they be able to access a paid streaming service for it, much I guess your on-demand service?
1: Well, it will not be live on our on-demand service but it will be up within 24 hours. It should be up by the following day. Um, they can purchase tickets at the door, tickets at $30 for general admission, which I believe is all that is currently left for sale. Um, at this point, but there's not a bad seat in the house. Um, Tournament Death is a very unique day. The guys that I think you're going to start seeing come out of this, I mean, this is a very young, new generation, hungry crew. Uh, I mean, there, there's so much. You, know, you have guys like Captain of the Valentine who has built a following in New York during the no ring death matches. I mean, he could surprise you. Uh, we, we've mentioned a guy like Schlack. Um, and you have guys like the big Jared Dan O'Hare, then you have veterans on the like, collection of Mickey Shane Page. you have Drew Parker from the UK, I mean, there's 13 guys in this tournament this year, and it's, it's wide open, and I think a lot of these guys are the next gen and hungry. You know, Mance Warner and Dale Patrick, well, you may have seen them in this, I don't know, professional wrestling before.
2: Before we let you go, uh, DJ, we just had a question. If you're up for a little game? Okay, so the game's called Wrestling Tinder. Um, I thought you might appreciate that. Um, much like regular Tinder, if you're interested in the topic, you swipe right. If you're not interested in the topic, we can swipe left, and they'll just we'll have to really quickly um, scour the brain for something uh, alternate topic. Okay. So, uh, criticism against extreme wrestling. Uh, I'll right. Okay. Uh, now often, uh, traditionalists will mention their dislike or listing phrases as garbage and what have you, um, in talking to a lot of people to each their own, uh, wrestling is wrestling um and it is an art as you mentioned and it comes in different forms what's your perspective on those that maybe don't share the same opinion well I mean to
0: me I really view wrestling as it's subjective I don't feel that
1: everybody's going to like everything it's, everything has own different things. again I said I have a very unique way on professional wrestling. Like, um It's like flavors of ice cream. People, we don't offer just chocolate and vanilla anymore. With the Baskin Robbins out there, there's 50-some flavors. Some people don't like chocolate. You know, if you don't like chocolate, what well, are people to do? That. That's something for everybody, it is it's very, very prevalent in what I want to do.
2: Fair enough. Uh, thank you very much, DJ, again, for your time. We do appreciate it. Uh, We know you've got a busy, crazy schedule coming up um, today and always. Oh, thank you for having
1: me on. I'd love to be
2: on anytime. I will definitely take you up on that because there is a ton of things that we could cover uh, in the future. Thanks again. Um, On behalf of DJ High, this is Mark Madison for the Pro Wrestling Post podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with Mark Madison. We'll be back very soon with another great interview. You can always check our website, www.prowrestlingpost.com, for more content. Thank you and see you next time.